Remember, you can support this podcast directly by visiting patreon.com slash capfsports. Also, join in the conversation by hitting us up on the Cap F Sports hotline at 847-665-9238. This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is sports with a capital F. 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 Generals, welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I am Graham, and joining me from some very horrendous traffic to celebrate this most American of days, opening day of baseball, is one Griff McGriff Griffertons the third. How are you, sir? I'm great. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How's your drive going? Uh, right now it's fine. I was caught in a hellish scenario earlier, but uh, I went out there. I was in a seven-mile little stretch trying to get on an interstate. It took me about an hour. Yep. Possibly Travel. a sign that there's plenty of people. Oh, there's a lot of people. Like everyone in Atlanta's worried about uh, worried about. Amazon and coming to Atlanta and oh if they don't do this or I'm like please don't come to Atlanta. I could see that. It's just going to drive property costs up and add fifty thousand people to the mix. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta has a serious population and traffic problem. It does. The stop. (laughs) Atlanta has visitors. uh, Several things to offer. Among them is Los Angeles level traffic with Cleveland level attractions. <laughs> uh, Switched it up a little there. I but, did. Uh, I've been working on it. But yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, Atlanta's not that great. Like, don't come. You're not missing anything. Like, stop coming. Stop. There's nothing here. No, they 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 need a bigger uh, bypass of Atlanta that they trick people into getting on, so so many people don't drive through it. Right? Oh, it's hor- It's horrible. It's a it's a lot of people in a in a place where they didn't make the roads for that many people. That's a, that's pretty much Atlanta traffic. It's really terrible. And there's your Atlanta traffic report to jump to get this podcast kicked off into high gear. Um, <laughs> Opening day of opening, traffic. Opening day baseball. You know what though? Probably traffic comes with opening day. You go to the ballpark the first day. You're let's say oh, you're yeah. like a diehard fan of a really of like let's say the Miami Marlins for instance today. Um, a lot of Marlins fans showed up today, but there were probably way more Cubs fans, and then also just way more people than there are going to be in a week, right? And if you were right. a diehard fan, you might be upset about the level of traffic you had to deal with. Especially if you were a Marlins fan, because if you were a Marlins fan and you showed up to opening day, what you got to see was the very first pitch of the 2018 season that was thrown to a hitter was placed in the right field bleachers by the Cubs' Ian Happ, and baseball was underway. And I think it's a hell of a way to start this so season. So you the first pitch out? The very first pitch. And wow. it was the first game of the day. So was the- it Jose Urena or some shit like that I think was going yeah, that guy's a monster, man. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, he's a big guy. He's a big name. I knew I, I knew it sounded familiar. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm almost sure that guy's a star. Now, the, the Miami Marlins 
or a sad story because, uh, you know, the guy, Jose Fernandez, passed away, and they pretty much just tore that team down. Uh, they did. That's a conversation we've had before, too, in the, the, well, the, the level of a blow that was to that squad losing that. Well, yeah, it was like losing Clayton Kershaw. I mean, you know, that it's that's really actually – It'd be like Clayton Kershaw got abducted by aliens. What is the Dodgers' plan? You know, like he just disappeared. There's no like trade. You didn't get anything returned. The man died. No, it's and, yeah. It you know you got a four hundred million dollar Juan Carlos Stanton, and he's really you know it's not enough without that ace pitcher to build around. Because the Braves, you know, the thing is, is like you know they haven't had anything happen like that, and they haven't had an ace pitcher in a decade, so. This doesn't make any sense. Maybe we should just go get one. I don't know. Well, just to spin things back to your first point, uh, I do. You, obviously, if you're the Marlins, you don't pay Giancarlo Stanton four hundred million dollars. If he's worth that, you don't keep him. Um, but they definitely blew up that team and are rebuilding it. And uh, it, it's, maybe, maybe they could just sign like a guy who's not an ace, just like another number two guy to go with Julio Tehran. But uh, are you I don't talking know. about the, I don't, I don't know how the Braves just still? can't get a just can't get a I can't they like just sign a fucking pitcher just just go sign one just yeah. go get a fucking picture pitcher just one just go get one it's opening I don't know what, day these are feelings that come with opening day and I'm not un, yeah. I'm not unfamiliar with them I'm it's, not unfamiliar it's hard for me this year to really like last year I was like. Bartolo colonel on a dicky bitch. You know, like I, I you know, I I jumped on it. I was like, fuck it. But this year they were like <laughs> like a bunch of guys you never heard of and you know they're not gonna pan out this year. Yeah, well not, when Griff says they he's obviously referring to his beloved Atlanta Braves who have refused <laughs> just adamantly refuse to do anything. And I'm not, I'm not unsympathetic to that. It's not something, it's not like it's something I yeah. never experienced as a Cubs fan. Right. Many years, the season would start and you want to be excited about opening day. Like, Hey, my yeah. team could win the world series this year. If you like manipulate it in your mind. So right. Something, but there's not really anything. No, nah. there's not anything there. Like Julio driving at the pitch, like Clayton Kershaw. It's not going to happen. Well, and that's sort of that's definitely something worth talking about in baseball too. Is all these that's teams? That's like the Phillies. The Phillies are selling a fake dream. You know, we've got these young kids. They signed Jake Arrieta, and we all know it's going to go south. But... Right, but they're enjoying themselves right now. Yeah, they took a they're shot at that it. Little you know? bit of hope, and that's something worth right. discussing when talking about baseball today. Anyway, is the uh, consolidation of power? It's almost like they're taking a taking a page out of the NBA's playbook in that respect. Yeah, there definitely is a little super teaming going on. Like, you got Verlander, and then they went and signed Garrett Cole. Like, what their their rotation reads, Verlander, Dallas Keuchel, Justin, uh, Garrett Cole, Lance McCullers, and then I think, like, Charlie Morton's their fifth. But they pretty much have, like, four pitchers who could pitch out of the one spot on, on a lot of rotations. I definitely know one. <laughs> any of those guys would be an ace on. No, and, uh, I can think of a baseball team that plays in Atlanta that would probably benefit yeah, from that. You know, so they, they loaded up on pitching. We all know what the Yankees This did. is a great episode for the tourism board in Atlanta. Don't come here. Don't drive through here. If right, you go, If you go there. It's not there, that great. There's nothing to look at. What are you coming down for? The weather? You know how fucking hot it is in August? Yeah. It's miserable. And the winters have been really cold lately so i mean you don't even really get a break from that 
just stay away. The people are horrible. <laughs> Traffic's horrible. <laughs> Fuck, it sucks. Yeah. Like, leave. It Go is, away. It is a never-ending sea of traffic and uh, <laughs> cheesecake factories. Yep, it's not. Yeah, it's a terrible it's place. It's clean. Don't move there. With LA level traffic. Don't come Don't there. Don't move there. Yeah. Don't move there. Bad. Yeah. Go away. <clears throat> Moving away slightly from the wo- woes of the Braves. Obviously, I'd like to talk about the Chicago Cubs uh, again, winning yeah. the first game of this season. Um, a little bit of dramatics in the middle in- innings, but the offense was stellar. Uh, the consolidation of power in Major League Baseball is real, but I am I will shamelessly accept that consolidation yeah. of power. I think Griff would agree that w- were the Braves not one of the worst teams in baseball, he would be certainly happy for them to be one of the well, best. Well, I mean, you know, I'll throw the Cubs a bone. Like, the, it was just like lightning striking. Anthony Rizzo well, even and Chris just in Bryant. the context, even just in the context of this podcast I mean, and us knowing each Yankees. other, I earned, I earned, I watched a lot of really terrible Cubs. Didn't earn baseball. anything? You sound you like something like rich hippie chick. <laughs> <laughs> I earned this Range Rover. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a little bit before the podcast. Um, Don't get me wrong; I love hippie chicks. Right? No, you know, used to frequently, but. uh yeah, but I was we talked about it a bit before the podcast. It is an interesting conversation because it's something I've mentioned before that I share some interests with hippies, but I don't necessarily share their philosophy on things. I'm like, yeah, everyone should be nice to each other and do whatever they want to do. Well, there's always the universal thing that hippie checks are easy. But I mean, other than I that. didn't say anything about it. <laughs> I didn't say anything along those lines. <laughs> I know nothing I, well, you know. about those kind of things. <laughs> I, nice. I lived in nice a refrigerator girls. for most of my life. <laughs> but either way, well, you know what, though? Realistically, though, even the alleged promiscuity of hippie chicks it comes right. along with what we talked about a little bit earlier when we were saying that you know it's uh they feel like they've earned the right to live that lifestyle right. without having contributed anything. well you gotta realize that, Graham, that's that they, the philosophy uh, i can't get behind they have mentally transcended the need for material things even though they drive cars like range Rovers. but right. uh you know they just don't they don't feel the same like urge to. Uh, oh, thanks, eighteen wheeler guy. You can eat a fucking dick, but uh. All right, put some money in the Sawyer jar. <laughs> 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 well, there's like an accident in the middle of the immediate, and the the wreckers like you know kind of haphazardly like in the left lane, like right up against the shoulder. What well, was certainly right the safest plan to do the podcast while you're driving down the highway. Right, yeah. So, like, I'm trying to get in the right lane, you know, and I got plenty of time. It's just this dick in this fucking flatbed holler uh, was like, no, nah, I'm not going to let you over. I'm going to put you in a really uncomfortable situation. And if I hadn't driven an 18 mil before, I'd know, like, you know, how uncontrollable those things really are in some way, I would just, like, in front of him slam my brakes right now. But. Maybe there's a benefit to that, though, having you on the podcast while it's like a life and death struggle to get <laughs> right, down yeah, the road. If I had handled that situation a little differently, you could have like recorded my death audio 
my audio desk. I would have been really upset that I didn't have the YouTube video going. Right, yeah, because it would have been hard to go viral with just audio. I think it would have done pretty well. You could have done okay, like especially if I'd have been like, Start away on the yeah. and like that have been yeah. like big noises and stuff. And if you hung in there like seven minutes, you're at a state trooper. Like you might have been able to turn a profit on that, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have tried to do something like that. Oh, you lie! You lie! I wouldn't have tried to. You would. Have, I mean, you would I, try I to would. do something like no, that. No, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. Do that. I wouldn't. Not, no, I'm pretty sure never. you would. Never. You <laughs> would be like, he would have wanted me to do this. <laughs> well, maybe that's something we need to get recorded right now in the event that you. Oh yeah, if you if you have me uh, have the audio of me dying, man, is this the guy? Remember that old like seventies? Yeah, movie? but what if you go out like a bitch? Because see, if you have the audio of me dying and it's because it's someone comes back from my. Oh, uh, dude! I mean, look, if uh, I die, I'm going out like the guy in Scarface. Who was like, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, and also, yeah. if people invade my house, I know my lanes, and I'm going to shoot them all with my, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm a badass, dude. True. I'm the star of Commando True. movies. That's but I'm just saying, life. in the in the event that I that someone breaks through my perimeter and avoids my shooting lanes and comes in through my window and then makes me beg for my life, please don't, re- please don't release the audio of that. Oh, if you're real, like, yeah, real bitch-like. Yeah, if I'm really being a hoe about dying. Yeah, well, like I said, I don't know, though. I might be so ashamed of you, i do it anyway. Because, I mean, I, I expect you to go out like the guy in Scarface. Yeah, wasn't that just the greatest? Like, then, then we all want to go out like the guy in Scarface, if you're in that situation. Yeah, you're in your final if moment. You, There's a right, bullet. Yeah, Frank's on his knees begging, and yeah. this dude's the cop, and he's shot through the belly, and he's like, he's like... Yeah, (laughs) shoot that! I'm not gonna shoot you, Manolo. Shoot that piece of shit! And he makes, and that guy's begging, and he kills him. That guy watches it happen, gets shot in the gut, and then when his time comes, he goes, "Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you!" (laughs) He does it like he he does it theatrically. It's like the end of an opera or something. He's like, "Fuck you!" It's one, to me, it's one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Like that, that guy's stuck with me. I'm like, that's exactly how I'm gonna do. The guy shoots me in the stomach. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. I've told you. I know. I've told you this, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the podcast. But the uh, well, of course, that's how we all go out, sir. But the uh, the reason that movie's so over the top and ridiculous is it was some kind of thing. Like they wanted to save money on film, so they shot the movie. They rehearsed the movie to death, basically. They rehearsed it like it was a play. And then when they shot it on film, it had been so overproduced and overacted that it didn't work quite as well when it was filmed. And that's why it's so melodramatic and everything is so huge and weird about but that it's movie. it's awesome. It's like weird. Like they, they captured a moment, though. Like they, they probably were like, oh, shit, what have we done? But they didn't realize, like... They created a, you know, like a cult thing. Like, it's badass. No, of course. It came out fantastic. Like, you, know, like, you know, shitty 80s movies, like, have an expiration date, but that one never does, you know, that like, has no expiration date. No, you are, it's true. Well, and it's such a encapsulation of that time. And then it's so, yeah. it's so okay. fitting. Yeah, it's so fitting that it's like a movie 
about all these people whacked out on cocaine and behaving insanely. And then also right. the movie is shot in such a way that it's, uh, it's way over the top and super dramatic and ultra and, you know, anxiety and inducing in the way it was put together. <laughs> it's appropriate, you know, it's an encapsulation. It's an encapsulation of that time. You know, it's like a little snapshot. Yeah, no, like when they're dancing in the club, and I'm like, dude, I could totally be like the top dancer in that club. Oh, man, dancing? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I would tear that bitch apart. And I'm not known for my, you know, badass dance moves. No, I, I was like going to say, I could I just feel like I could have got in there and really made a big deal out of myself in that, da- in that dance scene. I'm like, holy shit. I would have been like John Travolta and fucking uh, whatever that movie was. I'd have uh, been the man. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a reality of that of that scene. <laughs> it's it just how you were like. I, I like your chances. I like your chances. Yeah, I feel like I'm tearing that place apart. Like I might take Tony Montana's girl, like from Frank, before he ever got right. her. Just because my dance moves were so superior to everyone in there. Right, you'd have been like, "What's your name?" And she'd have, and or where are you from? She'd have been like Baltimore, and he, and you'd have done, <laughs> you'd have done like two seconds. You could do two seconds of the robot, like, eh, 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 right. and even if you were terrible at it, no one in that place had ever seen. Right, that yeah, you'd be blowing them out of the water. Nobody like, in that place had seen that before. They were just like smiling, like shaking their shoulders around, just barely, like you know. It was. I was like, man, because when you just said it was, a, you know, encapsulation of that time period, I was like, well, what does that mean? And then for some reason, that dance scene came into my <laughs> mind. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I remembered a thought I had when I watched that movie. I was like, I should have been born in nineteen. I should have been born in nineteen sixty nine. I would have destroyed the eighties. <laughs> no, you would have been a. You would have been a, a Miami dance champion. Yeah. Not to get too uh, off track, speaking of Miami and opening day, I will be in Miami on Saturday. So for all of our South Florida listeners, uh, look for me down in the lower bowl at the uh, game on Saturday this weekend when the Cubs pound You're going to jump the in the pool? I feel like I kind of have to, right? If you go, you go to a yeah, baseball stadium. Said it. Well, yes. you go to a baseball stadium and they have a pool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I was there hanging out with you and we were drinking at the at that ballpark and we saw a pool, like there's a good chance we might end jumping in that thing. Of course, I have a feel like there's a lot of that that's happened in the past, and maybe they have like a little bit of. They a may have a plan. system in place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. China Field didn't have a very you know when a when a park is under oh my you God. know undersold and they're desperate. They will allow some tomfoolery, as we found out in the all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink section of Turner Field, and we discovered it, oh, so late in the game. No, last year for Turner Field, right, was 2016? Right, yeah, no. And, I mean, I feel like that had a little bit to do with the most amazing time we had there. But it definitely – I already had Turner Park, like, was a deer to me 
and like that was over the top. Like now, I, no, I it missed was. And for yeah, and obviously Field, for people who are Field. listening to this conversation, Griff and I went to a game the last year of Turner Field and got very reasonably priced tickets to sit in a section where it was all you can eat and all you can drink. And I had sat in places like that at various ballparks. They usually make it a big hike to the food and booze. They usually shut it down pretty early or at least start winding things down pretty early. Um, this went on well into the eighth inning. Clearly the people who worked we got at there Turner early. Field, clearly the people who worked at Turner field either weren't going to be working for the Braves the following year, or in the best case scenario, we're going to be having an hour commute longer to their place of employment. So they weren't super interested in rules regarding when booze was going to not be served, how you could eat food. You know, you could definitely double fist hamburgers with chicken tenders on top of them while yelling swear words at the top of your lung. I mean, it really was a, basically a free for all. And the, <laughs> the section it was, it was, was a very, baseball experience you would find it, you would be hard pressed to reproduce. Like it, it, it would be it would be hard to reproduce in a major league stadium. It would be tough. It would be. It was like it was in many ways like being at a minor league baseball game, except for in there a minor were other league game people, with loose rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not even a really tight, maybe like a single A ballpark, and you're the yeah. only two people in there. Could you behave that way? <laughs> right, it was crazy. There's no way we should have been allowed to stay in there. But we weren't the only ones. Was the thing. I mean, it was. We, we might have been at we the were top the, of the list. Yeah, we were but, the leaders for sure. Yeah, until the end of that. I remember that one guy? And I don't. They were in like a box or a suite or something, but it like hung out above us. Now, I do remember that guy. He was about to fall off the ledge and was like handing out glass bottles of beer yeah like, that's right yeah i do remember that he was guy. handing glass bottles oh, of beer God. out of a 12 pack into the crowd and it was like the ninth inning and i mean you know it's that's just you know it was crazy i mean we were it we were did racing. that wasn't obs- I, mean, I remember i had seen the guy in the bathroom and he was so drunk he could barely make it out the door and i talked to him for a minute you know because he was like from tennessee or something I can't remember. He was a fan of some obscure college team or something. And when he was up in that overhang, I looked up at him and I was like, hey, look, it's a blah, blah, blah fan. And he looked at me and he was like, how did you know that? Because he didn't remember seeing me like five minutes before. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I just felt like you looked like that. And he was like, that's awesome. And like gave me a glass <laughs> bottle of beer. I do and remember it, though. That was it. That was when think the like the fabric of reality of being at a major league baseball game started breaking down. Was when that guy was handing glass bottles of beer down <laughs> out of like, the out of the boxes above us. Like he was in an also. It was, yeah, it was something else. Like we did. It was like we broke down. There was very little resistance, and what little was there, like we shattered it, and it was just whatever. We met in my in my flimsy remembrance of the event there we ran into no resistance there was never Nothing. there was no, never they kept saying thank you for your service and shit like that it was like the, yeah. the, the, employees, the employees were very nice like the people who the employees us, were, were awesome. phenomenal the yeah. guy serving the beer because i we remember even hey, they kept one... it flowing and we kept the tips coming and everybody was happy it went like, past it was... the seventh inning for sure and it was a glorious event yeah, it was great. It went well past the seventh day. I even like you know, 
we even had a few conversations with some fellow fans. We did. I don't. Man, that's a story for their reactions to our behaviors. (laughs) (laughs) It was all very civil, considering. Like he wasn't like mean spirited. It it was well, it might have been a little mean spirited, but it was more in jest. It was you know obs- I mean? it was observational was what, humor. That, yeah, that was where we were able to to keep it all going. Is that we were you know in a joke. You know what I mean? No, um, we were very jovial. We kept things we kept things in check. But I guarantee you, nobody had opened the day today trying to have as much fun as we just turned it up. <laughs> No, no one. It's possible that no one will have that much fun at a major league baseball park for a great many years. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was, or at least just be part of a breakdown of the normal. And I mean, it happened a lot, I guess, back in the day. Because one of those, uh, we were talking about this the other day, the videos of the baseball games. Uh, what was it in White Sox and Kaminsky? They like burned the discos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah. yeah, the death like of disco. That kind of feel, just on a smaller level. No, like, it, it did. Like, it could have. It could have got. It could have went all the way to the moon that night, though. That crowd, the whole crowd that night, was certainly prepared to go all the way. And if they weren't, I was. I at least perceived them that way. Are you still there? Okay. Well, we've lost. And that's probably not the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh yeah. If you have anything you want to add. Hit us up on the Cab App Sports Hotline at 847-665-9238. Happy opening day again. Enjoy baseball season. Enjoy your weekend. Be kind to one another. Good night. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is capital F. This is sports.